Let's continue. I'll be, I'll touch here and there because I want to go to a certain direction in praying for our youth. They are going back to school on Monday and back to school and colleges. So I may speak here and there, but you'll be able to receive uh, from the Lord regarding this. But I started two weeks ago speaking about living in uh, your divine purpose. All purposes if you want. But I, I put it in singular. And this is the part three of it. And last time I spoke about hindrances to uh, living in these divine purposes. And one of the several which uh, Deacon Joga revealed so well. The PPs. PPs. PP1, PP2, PP3. <laughs> Uh, but, but I wanted to add one more to that. Of course, I can go on and on for weeks. But one more to that is uh, stubbornness. Stubbornness. Stubbornness and sin in a believer's life. Of course, stubbornness is sin. But stubbornness and sin in a believer's life. And in 1 Samuel chapter 15, I think we read some weeks ago concerning King Saul when he had been instructed to destroy the Amalekites, but he did his own thing. In other words, he was stubborn. He didn't do what the Lord told him to do. The Bible says, so Samuel said, by the word of the Lord, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and, and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Church, if there is anything about our God, is it requires obedience from us. Simply put, obedience. Oh, I know you parents, you also require obedience from your children. Thank you for answering me, but that, that's the truth. You require Obedience from your children. Is that so? God requires obedience from us. And then he says, As in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And then he says, And to heed than the fat of rams. And let's go to the next one. He says this, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Think about this. And stubbornness as an iniquity and idolatry. Behold, you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being king. Stubbornness. Stubbornness. Don't accept that in your life. Be a person that can is easily or is, is, is able to yield to the Lord. Yield to the Lord. Not stubborn. Anyone who like to have a stubborn child? No. How much more of our Heavenly Father who is holy. So that you can add into this. and, and uh, But this is not a PP. This is now PQ and then S. This is S, stubbornness. SS, stubbornness and sin in believers' life. SS, PPPSS. PP1, PP1, PP2. Okay. Come on now. So let me make some statements here uh, in continuing with the, the message. After having given your life to the Lord, you qualified to walk in God's purposes for your life. However, this is not automatic. It's not automatic. Because you are born again, you are going to walk in God's purposes. You have qualified. Legally, 
you have come into the kingdom of God legally, you qualify to walk in the purposes of God, but that's not automatic. You must be a seeker of God. You will not know God's purposes in your life if you're not, you're not a seeker. You seek God. You be passionate about his purposes. You want to do his will. That is your approach of life. You have to be a seeker of God. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, the Amplified Version says this. Hebrews 11 says, but without faith, is the other Amplified, please. But without faith, without faith, it's impossible. If I can have the other Amplified. But without faith, it's impossible to walk with God. But without faith, it's impossible to walk with God. Are you seeing that? Without faith is impossible. Mark that one. But without faith, you can highlight that. Brother highlighter, you can highlight that. Without faith, it's impossible to walk with God, please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists. And that he rewards those who honestly and diligently, and this is another one, brother highlighter, seek. Seek him. You see that? Without faith. So it takes what? It takes faith. This involves faith, which comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. So without faith, it's impossible to walk with God. And he talks about several words there. He talks about their rewards. And listen to this. There's the earnestness and diligence in seeking God. I've heard people just sit down, do nothing, and say, Oh, Mungu, nyosha mkono wako, Baba. <laughs> you don't move him that way. Listen, he paid the price. It's not like we are doing, going to do anything to buy our salvation. Our salvation has already been bought. We are bought at a price. The price has been paid by our Lord Jesus Christ. But listen to this. We must be seekers and we must be willing to pay the price and walk the walk of faith. No matter what it's going to take. So this involves faith which comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in essence then, you must know the word of God. Church, you must know God's word. Now if I'm talking no, K-N-O-W, I'm talking about intimately knowledge of him. Not know about God, but know him. Know him. When you know God, you give the same to your children. They'll experience his presence. They'll experience his power. They'll experience his ability. Why is that? Because Mama knows God. Dad knows God. So we must know him. We must know the Lord. I was looking at some, someone who gave me a gift a while ago. And I, I looked at it, you know, just, and it looked good. And I kept it a, a, away you know, for quite some time. I picked it up this morning and I started looking at that gift. And I realized it had, it has some components that I could have been using all this time, but I'd put it away. Ignorantly. I wish I had my solid Bible. I could have showed 
There are so many treasures in that book. Not the iPad. You know, iPad has many other things. Emails and all that. So if I had a solid Bible, I know you all don't. Where do you leave your Bible? Nowadays you only use these gadgets. You know, they are comfortable to use. But think about this. There are treasures in that book. But until you start digging and seeking, you will not find them. You will not live in, those, in, the, in the things that God has in store for you and for me. So you must be a seeker by knowing the word of God. You'll find his purpose for your life as you approach the word of God with an open and seeking heart. You will know his purposes for your life as you approach him with an open and seeking heart. You are a seeker. Pastor Carla says this. It's like you're, you're, you're hanging on every word that he says. You're hanging on every word that he says. Have you realized when people are in love, they are freshly, you know, a young man, a young woman, freshly fallen in love. They look at, they, they, they wait for every word that will come up out of that, the mouth of that that lady is special. The man is looking. That's precious. Precious. Now look at this. We'll, we approach the word of God much more with an, a heart of anticipation and is so open to receiving from him that we will know the purposes of God. Not every person who reads the Bible gets out something out of it. It's the ones who are seeking People, people get the Bible to go and uh, uh, criticize others. Have you seen people down the streets doing that? They criticize Christianity. They read the Bible. But listen, until there is a seeking heart, these words remain just words on pages. But when they are, there's a seeking heart, these words are transferred from that page into our hearts. And they make, they make a difference. When I gave my life to Christ, I wanted experiences. Because I thought like, you know, like when, when the Bible says Apostle Paul he had an open vision, I thought every day he had an open vision. You, you understand? Oh, things that they say in the Bible, you may realize that if they had an open vision, you may realize that in his lifetime probably had one or two. But I thought that was going to be a normal occurrence. So I was seeking for experiences for a long time. For some few years. I'm looking for experiences. And then you hear, you meet with someone and they're giving their testimonies how an angel appeared to them. And therefore I will lie down and say, Lord, send your angel. I want him to appear to me. I was seeking for experiences. But through the mercy and the grace of God, he showed me get to the real experience, the word of God. When I started seeking the Lord and he showed me through his word that I can have a divine experience day after day, my life changed. I realized I, need, I didn't need someone's assistance for God to intervene in my situation. I can go to the word on a daily basis and it ministers to me. Seek to know him through his word. Read his word leaning on the Holy Spirit to guide you. Read his word leaning on the Holy Spirit to guide you every day, church. Build up a relationship with the Lord by being conscious of his presence wherever you go. Now that's another thing. You want to know God's purposes? Listen, be conscious of his presence. 
wherever you go on a daily basis. We were somewhere yesterday and we started, there's a certain young lady who served us. Then Tina and I went to her and asked her, so how, uh, are you born again? She said, no, I'm not born again. I said, oh, good. What about maybe the Lord sent us to you here so that you may lead you to, the, to, to him and, and that your life may change forever. And then he, she said, maybe. I thought, let's make this maybe a reality. Gave her the word of God. You know, spoke to her. And Tina and I prayed for her. As she prayed for her, she encountered the presence of God. And I felt right here in my belly, like there's something that she was getting healed from. And I, when I spoke that, she actually, she didn't just weep. She, op- she opened her voice just wailing in just being touched by the presence of God. The power of God came upon her and changed this 22-year-old. In the evening, when we got back to the house, she sent uh, Tina a text and she said this. Oh, what did she say? You know, you, God sent you here? Yes, God sent you here for me, something like that. God sent you here for me. I am now blessed and saved. Because we gave her some money too. <laughs> In fact, she had, she had served us and uh, we added so much more than she could have imagined. She opened her mouth wide when we told her, we're giving you some money. More than the, the amount that she had bargained for. Way more be, uh, above that. So not only was she blessed, and she must have been thinking about money, she got saved. She was touched by the power of God. Listen to this. Don't be looking for the spectacular and miss out the supernatural. He is even in the still small voice that can change your life forever. Amen? Your divine purpose, this is a big one, your divine purpose involves serving. If you don't think about serving, that will limit God's purposes for your life. It involves serving church. Wherever you are in your place of work, you need to think about this. You're serving. Your attitude will change everything in that place. Stop looking for a job. Start looking for God's assignment and he will send you to places. I hope you heard what I said. Stop looking for a job. Start looking, start asking God for his assignment and he'll send you to places. And listen to this. Listen to what I'm about to say. And the job, what they give to you in that, in that employment will not limit your provision. Oh, that's profound. Who spoke with? <laughs> that's profound. That will not limit your, your provision. I've said it over the years. People say, like, you have to buy this, buy this, buy this. For me, I receive. That's a limited way of operating. I receive. Some people, until money comes, they haven't, don't, don't have anything. But for me, I receive. If you've ever heard of a story of a certain man who was drowning in an ocean, or in many waters, and then a, a helicopter came close by, and tell him, now come up, come in, come in to save. He said, I'm waiting on God. 
and a motorboat came around and said, come in, come in. I said, I'm waiting on God to save me. Another way came, but they are still waiting on God. They died and said, God, I've been waiting for you to save me after he died. God says, I sent the helicopter, I sent the motor, uh, the motorboat, or whatever it is. I sent different people to come and save you. But you are looking at who? Mungu shuke hapa we mwenyewe. You'll wait. <laughs> You'll wait. What authorizes God to operate on this earth is his, your body and my body. So listen this. This is my point here. Don't limit your, his provision for your life. Be open. How does that come forth? When you realize your purpose, provision is guaranteed. When you realize your purpose, provision is guaranteed. Therefore, it involves serving. Let's go to Mark 20. Mark 20, I want to read from the Passion Translation. There's a story here of a certain mother. Mother of, uh, of James and John. You remember that? She went before to the Lord and said this, Lord. In fact, the, the Passion Translation says that she went down kneeling. I said, Lord, help me here. Do me a favor. I want my son, this son, to be at the right hand of your kingdom and the other one on your left hand. That mother was ambitious. <laughs> he said, forget, that, that, that is like to say, forget about Peter, forget about others. I want my sons close to you for the rest of your life. I mean, for, for the rest of your all eternity, I want them close to you. And then Jesus answered, of course, that request in verse 24, the other ten disciples were listening to all this, and jealous and a jealous anger rose among them against the two brothers. These are the disciples of Jesus. Verse 24, the Passion Translation says, then the other disciples were listening to all this. Well, let me go back over here. Look at verse, verse 20. It says, the wife of Zebedee approached Jesus with her sons Jacob and Jacob and, and John, who's James. She knelt before him and asked him for a favor. He said to her, what is it that you want? She answered, make the decree. <laughs> As a passion translation. Make the decree that these my sons will rule with you in your kingdom, one sitting on your right hand and one on your left. That mom was ambitious. Make a decree. Jesus replied, you don't know what you are asking. Then Jesus looked in the eyes of Jacob and John. Jesus said, are you prepared to drink from the cup of suffering that I'm about to drink? And are you able to endure the baptism into death that I'm about to endure? They answered, yes, we are able. You will indeed drink the cup of my suffering and be massed into my death, Jesus told them. But to be the ones who sit at the place of my highest honor is not mine to decide, but my father is the one who chooses them and prepares them. The other disciples were listening to all this. And a jealous anger rose among them against two brothers. Let's think about this. These are the disciples of Jesus. You think you've been acting awkwardly? <laughs> These disciples were acting awkwardly. Now, now, now look what he says then. He says, uh, 
Jesus said in verse 25, Jesus knowing their thoughts, called them to his side and said, Kings and those with great authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects, like tyrants. But this is not your calling. You will lead, listen to this, you will lead by a completely different model. The greatest one among you will leave us the one who is called to serve others. Say it. The greatest one among you will leave us the one who is called to serve others. Let's go verse 27 together. Because the greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. I thought you were going to shout, spin, run around and spin again. Because the greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. And verse 28, for even the Son of Man did not come expecting to be served, but to serve and give his life in exchange for the salvation of many. Be a servant wherever you go. Wherever you go. Can I encourage you even when people are pushing, you know, to, to get something, let the other one go. Let the other one go. Young people, I don't know if they still, uh, you know, helter skelter for matatus. They still do that. Versus, I don't know if they still do that. Just let another one go before you. Let another one go before you. You're seated down and someone comes, you know, just stand up and let them sit. Ask favor. You're sowing seeds of honor. You reap honor. You're sowing seeds of honor. You reap honor. That is walking in the light, church. That is service. If you think that way in terms of service, you'll make it. You'll break through things. When I knew I was supposed to serve Pastor Zoe and Carla, I came right in and I started serving. And I started serving. I remember the first time Tina and I were told, uh, by Pastor Wade told me actually, you and Tina are coming with us to have dinner, uh, to have lunch. I think it was to have lunch, the first one. I thought, my goodness. But there are several other leaders, but pastors have chosen us to go have lunch with them. It was wonderful. That was such an honorable thing. We are taken to good places to serve. In fact, we aren't taken. We, we are accompanied. We tagged along because we are servants. <laughs> because we are servants. We were in different good places, restaurants, good places because we are serving. I got to know the, you know, the safe in their bedroom, the cord, whatever I needed to do. Uh, Davis, would you please go there and get into my safe and get such and such and such? Because of serving. Listen, servants enter into places that others who refuse to serve can, will never enter. Servants enter into places with that heart of service and enter into places that others who, who refuse to serve will never enter. I remember the first time actually I was put, uh, I was put in, which for years that had never happened, any person working in Pastor Zoe and Carl, but the first time when I was being put in as uh, our organization, parent organization is Living Faith International, to be put in as a trustee. That was an honorable thing. 
that was an honorable thing. Others will want something to happen to them. It won't happen. That's why they say to Nangangana. I don't. I refuse that attitude. Nangangana. Nangangana too. Oh, Gina, Nangangana. Oh, no, 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 no. Enter into God's rest. <laughs> Doors open. <laughs> Places you just enter in and the God, that you made this happen. You can always give him glory, but if you can ngana, you know people who ngana, do you know what they do? You'll never touch their shilling. You have to ngana to get it from them. <laughs> That's the way they have lived. <laughs> you know, if, if someone has really ngana to get 10,000 10, shillings, do you think they can give you a thousand? Ngangani ata we wipate hako. They become stingy. That's, 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 if you want really to, 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 to live that toiling life, is equals to stinginess. But if you trust the Lord and you enter into his rest, what follows next is this generosity. And generosity reaps generosity. Yeah, you've heard song that's tunangangana, kobana, tunangangana. I say, man, not me. I refuse that. So let me say some things here regarding what I've said. You, you qualified by giving your life to Christ to, to walk in God's purposes. It will take faith in God's word and seeking God to enter into his purposes the, the faith comes through the word of God. So it's very important for you to know the word of God. And then you have to lean on the Holy Spirit to guide you into God's purposes. And then for you to experience these purposes, divine purposes, they involve serving. Serving is a key word there. And then the last one uh, is uh, the power of associations. You can't walk with papal purposeless people and find God's purposes in, for your life. You, you walk with such people who take you too. You don't do much with that kind of attitude. You've had people that we are, we are just here, we are killing time. You can't walk with such people and do much in life. Let me show you a scripture in Hebrews 11.9. Oh, before then, I'll make a statement here. Your divine purpose involves people and place. In fact, let me put place and people. Your divine purpose involves place and people. Place and people. Again, I told you last, last time concerning purpose. It's amazing about that thing of place. You find a place, purpose flourishes or flows out of you. You find a place and an attitude of finding a place and being in a place and being rooted in, in a place, you, you must have an attitude of thanksgiving. The people who are ever looking for an opportunity the other side. That means they are ungrateful they're not thankful concerning the things that are happening in their lives. You must be thankful. 
You must be thankful. You've ever heard of it being said that if you find a perfect church, the moment you entered in, it's no longer perfect. Because you came in with imperfections. It was perfect until you walked into that, that church. <laughs> so then, there has to be an attitude of what? Gratitude. You open your, your heart, you start thanking the Lord, you start realizing, wow, God, I'm thankful. He will speak to you concerning your placement and purpose. So I've said the power of associations, your divine purpose, purpose in God involves place and people. Place and people. I appreciate that I'm not called to everyone. I appreciate the fact that I'm not uh, called to everyone. And you should think in that manner. And therefore, listen to this, church, what will happen? You will not strive to please everyone. Remember, we read about Jesus when, when they said uh, the whole city. And he said, was gathered, gathered to listen to him. And he said, let's go to other cities for this purpose I was called. While to others, they could have said, let's stay here. Remember Peter, <laughs> John, and James, when they said, Peter said, let's stay here in the mountain of Mount of Transfiguration. He was called for a bigger purpose, so he had to be focused in fulfilling the will of God for his life. The power of association. Let's go to Hebrews 11.9, please. Hebrews 11.9. Youth, you go back to school, don't try to please everyone. Now, that does not mean you look at the teacher and say, I'm not going to please you. Pastor said on Sunday. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about associations. People around you. Don't try to please everyone. But listen to this Hebrews 11. And by faith, Abraham dwelt in the land of promise and is in a foreign country. What is that? Dwelt in a land of promise. That's placement, okay? Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob... The heirs with him of the same promise. The people you associate with and you realize is this. We are connected. We are connected. I like meeting with people and realize I'm connected with this person. Why? He dwelt in the intense, in dwell, promise, uh, by faith Abraham dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country Dwelling in tents with Isaac. You may say just a son. No, no, no. Isaac and Jacob, they are heirs with him of the same promise. So you, you, your divine purpose involves place and people to be fulfilled. The people that will come into your life and immediately they come, something happens. You find that you've gone into another level. I remember when I came to this church and met with, I mean, started being with Pastor Sawyer and Carl, I knew something. I, I knew something inside of me was different. I found a place. And 23, 24, 24 years later, I'm still in the same place. And you can, you've realized I don't look bored. <laughs> you find the place, you, you find the people. That's very important. And listen to this thing. And there are people, the moment they walk into your life, chaos have begun. 
you check the records. Say, the moment they came in. Now, don't tell me that it, that's my husband. Don't, don't say that, please. I, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> that's not my husband. <laughs> but the moment they come into your life. But sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yes. Everything was going fine. Person had purpose. Until they got in. Associated with such a person. And life, their lives changed. What followed? Depression, oppression, struggle. That you have to meditate and meditate. And don't start looking for people that I think is so-and-so, so-and-so. Listen, if, if you go back into it, by the way, the Lord spoke to you before you started associating with that individual. The Lord had already spoken to you. The Lord had already spoken to you, but you are stubborn. And it's been one cycle after another. Be free. I said be free in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus for the supernatural power of God divinely associating your people from ungodly soul ties. I break your power in the name of Jesus. Ungodly soul ties. Father, thank you for deliverance. Thank you for setting his will, her will, free from those associations. And the empowerment to make decisions apart from the people that have controlled their lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. I sense that it's happened. So associations, very important. And then in, um, in Proverbs 13, 20, the Amplified Classic Version, one of my favorite scriptures over the years. Amplified Classic Version says this, he who walks as a companion, are you seeing that association? He walks as a companion with wise men is wise. But he who associates with self Confident fools. You can read the other one. <laughs> the fool himself and shall smart for it. <laughs> Look at the Passion Translation. Oh, but he's just my friend. But that guy is foolish. <laughs> but we are friends. We've been friends for a long time. You are two of you. Have you seen that? Look at the Passion Translation. Can you go back, please, in the passion, uh, go to the Passion Translation? It says, if you want to grow in wisdom, spend time with the wise. Walk with the wicked and you'll eventually become, you can read the rest of the script, just like them. Walk with the wicked, walk with the foolish, 
yoked with purposeless people, you'll be just like them. Before then, we knew you were focused. You started associating some people, you're no longer focused. After he came, after she came into my life, I just don't know myself. Wrong association. Church, we're being called to fulfill God's will for our lives. Again, I said, Tina, I've been blessed to be with Pastor Wade and Carla for over the years. Of course, Pastor Wade is in heaven. But that was such a, a blessing to be able to associate with them. Learned a lot of things in serving. And then as we served, you learn a lot of those things and you apply them in your own life. I, rem- I remember again years, years ago and uh, first I had it from Pastor J.B. Whitfield says that, saying that uh, Pastor Davis, I really honor you because of how much you have served Pastor Carla. I thought, my honor is dependent on a service, a serving someone. Think of ways of serving everywhere you go. Everywhere. I think in those times we've gone even to supermarket. I remember a certain, some, was it last year or so, we went to a supermarket. There was this mama, two, had a daughter, I think had a, that white woman, uh, two children, yeah? One. One girl should have been four-year-old, I think, uh, in, a, in, a, in a supermarket. So this is a white woman, and she had a, a, maybe a four-year-old daughter in the supermarket, and, and she, that daughter was going, ha, 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 ha. all over in the supermarket, serious, you hear. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so I went, and I went uh, and came close to say, don't disturb mama. Listen to mama. <laughs> Still I was trying to help. While others are thinking like, what a terrible mama, probably. But I still find a way of helping. Down the supermarket. And <laughs> the supermarket. Look at this. If you're so conscious of yourself, you'll never do that. Oh, you kept quiet. If you're so conscious of yourself, you'll never do that. But if you're God conscious, you always look for an opportunity to help someone, even in the supermarket. <laughs> Tira told me, honey, I said, yeah, let's help. Help. Help this mama. <laughs> but that girl was blessed. <laughs> That's all I could say. <laughs> that girl was blessed. So the power of association. And then I had again uh, Dr. Jerry Saville say this. Uh, Davis, I really honor you for how you've served Pastor Carl. But listen, with the power of associations, you've had privileges. You serve, you have some privileges that others won't have. You've had privileges just for serving them. Listen to this. Very important to associate with people that God has called you to associate with. Find the place you have the people. You have divine, that's what it's called, you've already probably been said, being called divine associations. Divine associations mark your life. They make your life better. 
There are some doors that will be open just because you are divinely positioned, being a, divinely positioned to meet an individual. Seriously, over, over the years, I've, uh, I've had some, some, some things to deal with in the ministry, and even some of them personal, but some in the ministry. And I say, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to talk to? And you'll say, call so-and-so. And I'll call just that one person and say, I'll do that for you. <laughs> one person. I'll do that for you. I remember there's a certain issue in the beginning of the year uh, Tina was facing. And, and I, 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 I went to the... She looked at me, actually. She was struggling. I repented. Because she was struggling in a certain thing, a certain area, but I wasn't helping her. So one morning... And I didn't know I wasn't helping her. You understand? <laughs> and one morning she looked at me and I said, Honey, when are you going to fi fix that thing? She looked at me and she said, Honey, but you're not helping me. Oh. I looked at her and I said this, I'll help you. Just leave that to me, I'll help you. I walked from the bedroom, I went to my study, and I asked, Lord, what am I supposed to do? What can I call regarding this situation? And a, a thought came of a certain individual, and I checked, I said, I don't have even their contacts. And this one dawned in my heart, call such so-and-so. I said, I will. I called the individual, I explained, and I, and I said, oh, pastor, I can help you. I mean, a very senior pastor, I can help you. Um, get me, da-da-da-da-da, all that is needed. That I think was on, Wednesday, on a Wednesday. By Friday, said, I fixed that whole issue. Go on Monday, tell her to go to such and that place on Monday. I've talked to such an individual, and this whole thing will be done. She went to that office, sat for two hours, and everything was done. That had taken weeks and weeks. Until people become jittery, that those who are serving you. You understand that? They're looking at you, but you've been brought in. <laughs> if you've been brought in, you've been brought in. Amen. And that was done. And I called the individual and said, oh, pastor, that's okay. That's okay. We had a certain situation in the ministry. We tried for, for years. It took how many days? Right? Three days. An individual came, we were talking and said, oh, I can do that for you. With all what you're doing in the, in the ministry, serving the people, I can do that for you. And you know the pastor knows who? A Muslim. Three days. It was done. And then, and then uh, I do it deliberately. You may, you may see this message, but I do that deliberately. I, we send, I sent a text to him. I say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, yes, pastor. He's <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a Muslim. Be driving with him. Uh, we drove with him for, for uh, going to Mount Sabbath. And we reached like Nanyuki comes out. And he looked for a cardboard and he, he, he started praying. That's, that's, a, that's, that's how he's committed, what he does. He started praying. So he's the one I said, hallelujah. And they say, yes, pastor. <laughs> I do that deliberately. You may watch this message, but I do that deliberately, brother. <laughs> Power of association. Let me say this. I believe by the Lord. I say, wind up. The situation you are in that you have tried with your own ability to solve it over and over again, 
turn it to the Lord. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge also that you are unable to do it with your own strength. And ask him to show you what to do. It might be you are the wrong place. It might be you might be associating with the, with the wrong people. But as you listen to him, it's so accurate. And you can say this, Lord, forgive me for I have leaned on the arm of the flesh for a long time. But now I want your help. I want you to help me. Listen to me. And listen to the Spirit of God. It won't take long. You'll have such a testimony. And you'll come and tell us it didn't take a long time. Listen, because when God shows up, it doesn't have to take a long time. Toiling is the absence of that divine power working with you. But when the divine ability of God comes, it's that quick. Rely on him. Amen? Praise God. Stand up on your feet, please. Hallelujah. Praise God. Will you just bless the Lord and open your heart? The areas in your life you need to repent of that. Just say, God, forgive me. Just go ahead. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just go ahead and speak to him. Come on, team. Just come over here and help me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you for your spirit right in here. Just lift up your hands to him. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. Working in the lives of your people. Removing error. Your ability coming upon them. Your power. Coming upon them, Father. There's someone who felt so weak, so weak. You wake up in the morning and you feel you, you think like even why why am I here? The Lord is giving you strength. If you listen to him carefully, the instruction that he ever gave to you so clearly spoke to you. But you have not continued the instruction that he gave to you. The Lord wants to move you forward. That bind, that deceiving spirit, lying devil, deceiving spirit that has influenced your life, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I cast you out, out, out in the name of Jesus. I release the angelic beings of God surround you to protect you. Father, thank you for new, new, new strength. Freshness of your purposes upon that individual's life. Thank you, Father, for all the work of the Spirit. Lord, like the psalmist say, there is no one that you do not know 
by their name. You know they are lying down. You know they are rising up. You know where they are right now. And your voice is as a voice of many waters. You are feeding your people. And you have fed your people. And you have instructed your people. Father, thank you. For the ability to obey your voice and your purposes for their lives. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Again, remember this. The toiling that you have had is not coming from your father. The toiling that you have experienced one cycle after another is not coming from your, from the, uh, your heavenly father. You need to go check out the, the Sunday in last Sunday when I ministered the word and this Sunday and listen over and over again because God wants, wants to thrust you into a new dimension of his, his power, his experience, uh, his power and his ability into his purposes for your life. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray for the youth. Youth, just come. Just come to the altar over here. Start coming. Youth, everyone, you know you are youth, come. To pray for you. They don't have to be in any order, just come with the altar. Fill this altar, come as close as you can. Hallelujah. Now there, there are purposes here. Praying and listening to the Lord for you coming to the altar. Some of you, you've been delivered from addictions. Things that have you been addicted to. The Spirit of God is setting you free. To some of you, it'll be the Spirit of God coming upon you and delivering you even from some habits that you know they've been keeping you from his presence. The some that have fallen into sin, and specifically no sexual sin, God is removing, you've cried and cried and cried, is removing that condemnation from you and filling you afresh with his presence. Some of you, as I prayed about um, associations, God is giving you strength walk away from some associations that you've had for a long time that are negatively influencing your life. And I'm asking God also to give you, to connect you divinely with the right people. Mm-hmm. Some of you have been separated unto his will. Completely. To some of you, you will know, you'll hear his voice concerning what you're supposed to do. He's doing this. Just lift up your hands. I want you to I want you to pray this prayer. Just pray it from your heart. Close your eyes. Just see yourself before him. Say, Father. Say, Father. I ask you to forgive me for not paying attention to your will for my life. Forgive me from all my sins and cleanse me with the precious blood of my Savior Jesus. Deliver me from the spirit of the world and grant me your Holy Spirit. You told Prophet Jeremiah before you formed him in the womb 
you knew him. Before he was born, you sanctified him. You ordained him a prophet to the nations. You are the same forever. Now that you know me, before you formed me and separated me for a purpose, a divine call, reveal it to me. Empower me to walk in it in the name of Jesus. Just go ahead and start speaking to the Lord. Hallelujah. Initially I thought that I was going to lay my hands on you. And the Spirit of the Lord said, no, don't do it. As you call out his name, he's putting his hand on, him, on you. Father, just lift up your hand to him, please. These are your faces. You know them. You know them. I take authority of every demonic activity upon their lives. Suicidal spirit, I break your power right now in the name of Jesus. Hopelessness, I break your power right now in the name of Jesus. Addictions, I break your power off them in the name of Jesus. That spirit of perversion, lesbianism, and all that comes with those spirits, the perversion, you foul and clean spirit, I charge you in the name of Jesus out. These are God's children. Lukewarmness. Your unclean, filth spirit. Filthy spirit. Out! In the name of Jesus. Every bondage. Every chain of addiction. I break your power now in the name of Jesus. Rebellion. You foul and clean spirit of rebellion and stubbornness. You lying foul spirit out in the name of Jesus. And never, never again, never again. Father, now fill these temples with your presence. Fill these temples. Now lift up your hands and just receive. Say, I receive, Father. Parents, go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost around them. Just go ahead, young people. Just speak. Talk to them. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Say, I receive that, Lord. I receive your will for my life. I receive a separation for my life. A separation. My life is separated unto your purposes and into your will. And I thank you, Father. Now, Father, stretch forth your hand and place it upon these young people. Father, now we release our children back to school, back to colleges with your anointing. A covering that you've been speaking to me about, I release that covering over them. Protected from the will of the enemy. I pray, Father, for the outpouring of your spirit. 
they, they carry your fire wherever they go. We send them into those schools as light. Light into those schools in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your mercy and your grace. And I pray for these parents as you already prayed earlier on. For the parents for supernatural intervention of school fees, college fees. Thank you, Father, for provision. Thank you for placement even among these young people that they don't have to struggle to know the place they're supposed to be. Even as college is open in the month of September, thank you for divine placement, Father. We worship and honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen.